Motasa Bhagavatu Arahato Sama Sambodasa Namotasa Bhagavatu Arahato Sama Sambodasa Namotasa Bhagavatu Arahato Sama Sambodasa Putang Damang Sankang Namasam Tonight I had some herbal tea and this will be this will be nice quiet meditation but it wasn't really a lot of energy coming up I realize it's it's not the the tea or the coffee I'm pretty sure it's the water yeah ag- agitation occurs like like anything just a hindrance of restlessness I was um, just reflecting this afternoon, this evening, on uh, a minor incident that happened today. Christopher had mentioned that there was an email that came in, uh, and he was asking me how to respond to it. And it was just an email suggesting that the Dhamma Talks that are uh, going out on the the podcasts from our website are they're not the quality is is poor and somehow could be improved and and I don't think it was the editing quality I think it was more the uh, just the sound quality and so I had you know a choice in this experience to to respond I could respond with equanimity which would be, you know, to sort of nod and suggest that Christopher tells the person, thank you for your offering, and we'll see what we can do about it. And then, you know, seeing as we're on retreat and I'm about to begin solitary retreat and there isn't really anything to, to do too much about except to maybe play around with the audio a bit, then that, that could be it. It could be that simple. But the mind, the mind enjoys its sankaras, it enjoys its formations, its intentions towards proliferation. And so then it's, you know, this just a simple movement of Christopher, Christopher's vocal cords then brings self-perception, a sakaya ditti, self-view, been editing these talks for a year and a half. Doesn't anybody appreciate it? This is just one email. And on and on it goes. And and never mind the uh, the many emails I've received praising praising the talks and they're appreciating uh, how these talks are available to people and how they allows people access to the monastery Tajamuradamo, or otherwise they might not be able to have access because they don't visit here and so it's interesting seeing this this self-view come up and with Ajahn Miradamo's recent reflections on going to no thought it's interesting to reflect on the mind that chooses not to do that that chooses sankara chooses to create intentions in the mind that proliferate I remember asking Lumpur Liam 
last year about his biography and uh, when he was here and I I asked about a particular mention that he said that he uh, made in his biography. He was describing his mind state at a particular time in, in his life after he had been practicing very deeply and in a particular Ponsa range retreat that he that he had in Thailand. And he said that once his mind moved in a certain direction in his practice, it had, it had pretty much stayed that way and had not, not returned ever since. It had been like that ever since, is what he said. And I asked him what he meant by that. And he simply said, the end of papancha, the end of proliferation. I don't think he meant that he doesn't think anymore. But I would surmise it's more that he, he chooses his thoughts and he knows thoughts when they arise and when they pass. And there is no proliferation. There is no you know, eye-making or my-making. It's a nipa pancha. So, so that, that's what that nipa pancha is, the end of proliferation. That's, that's quite a, a nice reflection to, to, to bring up and to also to aim for it. To, you know, and also think about what would that be like? Not, you know, not proliferating, not creating dukkha out of sankaras. So in this, you know, in this example, it's 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 interesting to see what you know, what comes up with praise and blame, and or just or just an external experience that we have that that can move the mind in in a direction of of thought, papancha, proliferation, thoughts about self and self-view, identifying with, with our khandhas, with our thoughts, with our feelings and perceptions. So when we, when we do make the choice towards what Lumpur Weiradama was talking about with no thought, it's, it's, a, it's a bit of like a recognition. So I found that very useful today as he was speaking about no thought, it can be just a recognition of listening, listening to sound or, or just listening to the mind, being receptive to the mind, and then recognizing in that receptivity that there, there doesn't have to be thinking there. There's, there can be space, an experience of, of emptiness when the thinking stops. So there might still be activity, but we've allowed space in the mind to see that very clearly so that there's a, an opening. Otherwise, as in this example with uh, experiencing one just one instance of, of blame, then the mind doesn't move into an entire story about how the whole world is, has become dark and gray because someone disapproves of something. And even that is interesting to look at for myself because I actually never read this email. So I'm responding <laughs> to somebody else about their experience from reading something from somebody else and believing it, making it uh, a very real experience. 
So in, in reflecting around that, it's, it's funny because it's just, it could be anything. Christopher could have said, I want to give you a big red balloon today. And I could have had a whole story about that. And also depending on my mood and emotion, I could have, I could have been very, uh, very upset by that. Why does he want to give me a red balloon? What's he thinking? What kind of message is he trying to say? I mean, it can be anything, but if we move towards, towards no thought, then it's just, thank you, Christopher. Thank you for your balloon. There doesn't have to be anything there. It doesn't matter whether there's praise or blame. The mind, the mind can, can move into non-proliferation. But it seems to me that, that that has to come out of really building a, a habit out of, out of our practice, returning towards what's skillful. I remember one of the abbots in our tradition said to me that uh, he was just talking about his own practice, and he said, you know, when you've been a meditator for, for 40 years, it's just... You know, there's the mind just, it just, the focus, the attention just really goes back here. He's pointing to his chest. And um, I think the way that he was talking about it, as I remember it, he was actually physically talking about his, his chest, his abdomen, that area of the body, that that's where the attention goes back to with, with everyday experience, which is quite fascinating if, you know, I think about my time before I began meditating and, and even my time now that the habit is not towards that as much as I, you know, as much as I'd like or, or I'd want. But what he was illustrating was the fact that once one has really developed this, this skill of pointing tension or awareness uh, in, in a wholesome way, then the habit is quite the opposite of the worldly habit of just going out, the mind going out and out and out. It just comes in. That's the, the mind going out is, is suffering. The mind going in is the end of suffering. So we do have that potential to develop this, this habit in a way that would allow for any, any of the worldly winds to come up and uh, we don't have to, to move in the direction of, of proliferation and it's it is it is simply in in making a choice but it it comes with a bit of effort as I spoke about the other night because it's it's not easy it takes a lot of work these these habits of, of trying to resolve our experiences through the world through the mind going out trying to think its way out of a problem is, you know, ironically, the, it's the exact opposite of, of uh, how to resolve the problem to begin with. So as we're, as we're going along on this retreat, the simple reflections of Lumpur just around understanding no thought, it's simple, but it's quite profound. And it, it really allows the mind to come back inward, to realize the end of Papancha, the beginning of a, a choice towards a, a habit of awareness and understanding, and just that sense of, of listening, listening to the mind, whinging, complaining, causing problems, 
and then seeing that there's a space there where that ends, then we can not only appreciate that, but gain the, the fruit from what comes of it, which is that there is less dukkha, there's less suffering. I was just reflecting on this experience with Chris's mention of this email, how funny it was that what it brought up was, was uh, this questioning, like, well, maybe, maybe I've been, you know, I've been listening to these talks for a year and a half now. I've been wrong for a year and a half. They're really bad. How did I not know? And then I saw clearly and just in, in that reflection, wait a minute, this is just doubt. This is just the hindrance of doubt. It's simply nothing more than that. Wouldn't I have seen quite clearly over a year and a half that these sounded quite terrible? The, the talks were all the time I put in were, were leading towards low quality. Well, the answer is no, because I'm unfortunately a perfectionist and, and so they're good enough. But good enough for all of us, as we know, is going to be criticized by somebody at some point. It was a beautiful reflection of the, the Buddha is that um, those who speak a lot are criticized. Those who speak little are criticized. Those who don't speak are criticized. All beings are criticized. So there's no escape from that, really. If we know that, then there's really not a problem. Papancha does not need to, to move in the, in, the, in the direction that we, we usually engage with it. A proliferation. We can just know doubt as doubt, and I just I just found it uh, quite interesting how such a little little tiny thing can uh, can agitate the mind, and how how helpful it is to just to just watch that to make the choice towards towards responding in a skillful way, and listening, being available and receptive to our experience rather than trying to make it into something or to create a resolution in the world. Because the only resolution that can occur for us is in our own minds. It doesn't come from the mind going out into the six senses. So as we, as we go about this retreat, I, I would just encourage this, as, as much as this is also an encouragement for myself, just to really watch that, that sense of how we're experiencing input from our senses, whether that's just from what somebody says or some something that, that someone does or, or just with ourselves, some something that we bring up from our past or something we say that we feel regretful about, just to, to return towards that center, that stillness, the quiet space of, of non-proliferation. And of course the mind will go will go out again, but but then we just keep coming back until we build that habit of staying in that, that stillness, that quiet peace, that space of no thought. So these are just some, some words of reflection. Sadhu <laughs> Parandarama Sadhu Parandarama Sadhu